pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us for being unkind and taking your love for granted. We accept our limitations and lack of understanding of our present situation. We offer them up to you. May we open our hearts to the assistance of the Holy Spirit in our prayer. Lord, you are sovereign. You love us and our church deeply. May we humble ourselves to hear you clearly and be obedient to your ways. Thank you, Lord, that you have atoned for all our sins and given us a promise of eternal life. We pray that you will bring loving unity and harmony in our church. Pray that our church be one, as you and your son are one. Forgive us, Lord. We pray for the special meetings, special members meeting today. Lord, forgive the conflict we have been having with our brothers and sisters in and outside of church. It's your business we are conducting. Let our heart be clean before you, Lord. May your Holy Spirit fill each, each member who comes with good conscience to conduct church business according to your way, Lord. Follow your guidance and seek your discernment. We ask you, Lord, to have compassion on our church. May your name be exalted. We continue to pay for the our English pastor's search. We are patiently waiting for your timing to provide us the righteous candidates to lead our congregation. We also pray our Cantonese and Mandarin congregations. May you bring us faithful servants and give them firm trust in your goodness and bring us all into the joy of your salvation. As we wait for Jesus to return, may our faith needs to become action. Our love calls for our best efforts to spread the good news and our hope to prevent us from quitting. Lord, we pray for the people in Alberta. May you comfort those who are affected by flooding those who lost loved ones, and those who lost their properties. Lord, give them dry weather so that cleanup can begin. Have mercy on them. We pray for our young people seeking for employment or starting a new career. May you give them charity and opportunities and walk them with grace and peace. We pray for the mission team, such as Seau. We also pray for the Victoria Drive street cleaning today. 
Thank you, Lord, for stirring your people with a passion to bring good news. We may share with unbelievers Christ's resurrection glory. Through his death and rising again for our salvation. Praise you for the work of transformation in the lives of those who go and those who touch. We pray for the upcoming EBS. We pray that many volunteers will help. May our readers be prepared and have the mindset to serve. May the children be receptive to teaching. Pray that the minds be strong, disciplined, and faith-filled. Lord, make your light shine upon them and be gracious to them. We pray for those who are weak or sick, especially our pastor Kong. Pray that he will get well soon. May you give them a refreshment of your love and encouragement throughout this tough time. Thank you, God, for giving us our pastoral team and staff. We pray for their leadership and commitment to our church. May they experience joy and fulfillment in their work. We pray for our speaker, Pastor Tom. Today, in your holy presence at this congregation, we thank your faithful servant and bless him at the conclusion of his active ministry. Thank you, Lord, for your support on him and make real the love of Jesus by word and deed. May we bear good fruits that turns out to you. Grant him the gift of peace and love and the assurance of everlasting life through Jesus our Lord. Let us open our hearts and hear your word. May we love and obey you every day. Thank you for hearing our prayers and for giving us in your name. Amen. Thank you, Henry, for your prayer this morning. At the end of the movie, Leaving Manhattan, um, there's a song by the Muppets in which the Muppets very wistfully sing. Saying goodbye, why is it sad? Makes us remember the good times we had. Much more to say, but foolish to try. Time for saying goodbye. Don't want, to, don't want to leave, but we both know sometimes it's better to go. Sometimes, somehow I know we'll meet again. Not quite sure where. Don't just know when. But it's time for saying goodbye. That's what I've come to do this morning to the congregation. And I thought for the last couple of weeks, how do we do that? Where do I begin? You know, when the Apostle Paul wrote back to churches, some of which he founded and many which he'd been at, he often began with the word of thanksgiving. He says again and again, I thank my God for every remembrance of you. 
Two years ago when I came here, I came, some of you may not know this, but I came for three months. That was two years ago. And three months kind of got extended and extended and extended. And in this period of time, I've shared before with you, God has given me a very special love for you as a church. And so this morning, more than you will know, saying goodbye is not easy. And I want to begin by echoing the thought of the Apostle Paul when he says, I thank my God every time I think about you. And that will be true. It's dangerous to name people in words of thanksgiving because it's really easy to forget somebody and they then may get annoyed and, and so on. So what I'd like to do this morning for the first moment is to thank some groups of people. Uh, people, for instance, I thank God and the people for the um, English uh, congregation leadership team. They oversee, in case you don't know, the various aspects of our ministry here. Sunday school teachers, mission leaders, and um, deacons, and so on and so forth. And probably that was the group I got to know first and got to know the best. Because they're the leaders of all the different dimensions of our congregation. So I thank God for you. I thank God for the deacons who serve us um, in our church. There's so much work. I thank God for those who take charge of children each Sunday and teach classes and look after children in the nursery. We don't see them. And who lead the, the um, Praise the God Choir. We had them sing last Sunday morning. I thank God for people who invest themselves in pioneer clubs every Friday night. When very frankly, and particularly on some wet, dark, rainy winter nights, on a Friday it would be a whole lot easier to stay home or go to Ikea or Daiso. I thank God for our worship teams and especially the worship team leaders. There are four or five of them. Each week, about 10 days ahead of a Sunday, they got the transcripts of the message. And so they circulated them around and they talked and they prayed and they discussed. And they really worked hard to craft the rest of the worship around that theme. Can I say to you this morning, you know who you are. I've so, so appreciated all that you've done. I seldom know on Sunday morning what we're going to sing. And I just come to enjoy it and to see how you bring it together. And I've said many, many times in my ministry, I've said to you, um, I believe that worship is the primary ministry of the church. More than anything else, we're called to be worshipers. And worship is what energizes. It gives us passion. At times it draws us to tears. At times it calls us to stand and raise our hands and clap and praise God. We're called to be worshipers. I thank God for you. There's a group of people you might not even know who they are or know about them, but um, each Sunday since January, um, some people have asked me, how do I get up and down? I, I come off the ferry usually on Thursdays. I take the bus up to where I live. But it was getting tiring waiting sometimes in the rain to get the bus back again. So since January of this year, you may not know this, there's a group of about a dozen or so people and some couples who have taken turns each Sunday morning to be my drivers. And after church, I just quickly get changed and they pick me up um, and they get me down to the ferry as to Watson. So I'm on the 2 o'clock ferry to go home. Um, I say to them, you have no idea what a great gift that was to me, Sunday after Sunday. And different couples just would come and pick me up and um, take me to the ferry. I, I thank God for you. I found out how you got there. I found out that when sold this idea 
by telling people that on the way to the ferry, they would get 30 minutes of counseling from Pastor Cowan. And they'd get it free. For each of you who have had me in your home, maybe for a meal or barbecue or coffee or whatever, I thank God for you. I really do. For our office admin people, I, I thank God. And, um, they've never complained about anything we've asked them to do. Um, inserts we've wanted created and some things come up at the last minute and, and so on. And I often would say to them at staff meetings, is everything going okay? And they would just look at me and say, yes. I just assumed it was, and we just kept on producing stuff. And, and last but not least, and I said I wouldn't name people, but I break that rule to especially thank two people. I want to thank Pastor Cindy and Pastor Johnny. There's Johnny. Where's Cindy going? There she's way back there. Um, can I tell you, in the two years I've been here, they have been great to work with. They really did not know who I was, and I was coming in to be kind of the, the lead pastor kind of over them. as a, I don't like that title, but whatever it was. They didn't know who I was when I came. But can I say to both of you, Cindy and Johnny, you were willing to invite me into the staff team and you have given me a great amount of help. Um, you've helped me in those early days of knowing who was who and who was married to who and what's going on here and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just thank God for both of you. I really do. And I thought last week, you know, only God would have the sense of humor to bring together three people consisting of a young, newly married Chinese guy, a gal from Texas, and an old guy from Scotland. Now that's a triad, if ever you think about it. So I thank God for every remembrance of each of you in these ways. And I realized in the last couple of weeks that um, there's some things I really have failed in in my time here. I never really learned any Chinese other than, and I think I get it right, Dosan? Is that, am I close? You're not, Dosan, good morning, welcome. What am I saying? How should I say it? Josan. Oh, Josan. And I learned this week that my wife was with me this weekend. Is it Simo? And I also failed. I never, I never learned to use chopsticks with any skill. I always had to ask for a fork. Sorry about that. Seriously, one thing that has impressed me and Harriet in the time we've been here about um, BCBC, our church, is your commitment to think and gauge outside your wall. Some of it's local. For example, um, today I think it is to help clean up Victoria Drive as a gift to the neighborhood. In the fall in this area, getting out with rakes and raking leaves and stuff up. Some of your engagement has been local. Some has been global. I have constantly heard and seen people getting prayed for as they left to go and serve with EMAS, medical team. 
go to Korea to teach English. Our individuals are going to China to work with ICC International Chinese Concerns. I know that many of you have gone there. I prayed the platform for people going to Guatemala with Impact Ministry. This fall again, a group of people from a Chinese Baptist church going to Seout, which is towards a North American Indian group on Vancouver Island. And the way you cross cultural lines and these kinds of things, that really, really has challenged me. And maybe in that spirit, we should establish a new mission, which is VCBC goes to Scotland. And the mission team would all wear kilts. Can you imagine Chinese people wearing kilts? Boggles the mind. But what you've given me, and you may not know this, is you've given me the freedom to be myself. That's a great gift to a pastor. Not everyone has that. You've given me the freedom to be myself. And out of that, I've been able to teach the way that I think God has gifted me to do. Out of that, I could share things with you. Out of that, I could be funny at times. Out of that, I could tell you to lighten up a little bit. Out of that, sometimes I have said some hard things into this church. Some difficult things. But you've been willing to hear them as the Word and the Spirit of God. And I thank you for that. So, how do we say goodbye? The Apostle Paul had been in Ephesus as a city and church for three years. Do you know that's the longest he ever stayed in any place? And it was time to say goodbye. In Acts chapter 20, he's down at the dock and he gathers the leaders and the elders of the church together and he says, I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church which he brought with, bought with his own blood. I know he says that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples away from them. And if you fast forward to the book of Revelation and read the letter to the church in Ephesus, you find out who they were, a group called the Nicolaitans. So he says to these elders and leaders, be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. And that's how he begins to say goodbye to them. Just one idea this morning at the heart of that farewell. If you're a deacon here, a member of the English leadership team, a worship leader, fellowship leader, you lead in children's ministry, whatever it is, Can I say to you this morning, you need to see yourself as a shepherd over that flock. You need to see yourselves as a shepherd to that group of people. More than anything else, you as a shepherd. And Paul says to the elders of this church in Ephesus after three years, be shepherds to the flock of God because God has bought every one of them, called every one of them through the Holy Spirit. In the larger sense of the church today, the church in Vancouver, Victoria, where I live, Canada, whatever. I have a sense that as I get now pretty much towards the end of my ministry time, I have a sense that looking over the church, that shepherds are in short supply. We have men and we have leaders and women who are visionary leaders, and that's needed. 
People who can say, that's the mountain we're going to take and gather together. We have men and women, and we need them in the church, who are strategic leaders. We have some pastors who really act like CEOs. Can I say to you, that's all fine and all dandy. But I believe that what we need more than ever in our local churches are good shepherds. Godly men and women who are shepherds of the flock. And over 45 years, Harry and I have spent a lot of time just in hospital holding hands with people in intensive care. We have sung people into the kingdom of God. We've sat with families through times of struggle and good times like the birth of babies and weddings and all that kind of stuff. A few weeks ago in Victoria, we buried a lady whom we've known for 32 years. The family said, Tom, would you come and do this? You've been our family pastor for 32 years. I think more than ever in churches, and right now at VCBC, I think we need men and women who are godly shepherds. I know the last few months have been difficult here. They still are. And in some ways, I'm not sure what lies ahead. So more than ever, you need to step up to shepherd people. If you teach Sunday school or lead a fellowship group, involved in leadership and a worship team, whatever it is, you need to step up to shepherd people. That means to care for them. In the image of Psalm 23, it means to know where there's good food and water to nourish the sheep, to tell them when it's time to rest, to guard them like shepherds, to watch out for wolves, because there are wolves around today. And it's because every person in this church is precious. Paul says, and the Scripture says, they have been bought by the blood of Jesus. If you remember John chapter 10, the passage where Jesus paints this powerful, powerful picture that he is the ultimate good shepherd. Again and again he says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. My sheep listen to my voice. So if you're a shepherd this morning as a deacon, leader, Sunday school teacher, whatever, can I say to you, let people hear and know your voice. Because that's what they recognize. And that says to me these days that we need to be out talking and visiting with people. But not with words of criticism. Not with words of complaint. Not with words that continue to fester some of the hurt that has been in this church. But with words of love. Words of care. Words of healing. That come from our lips and come from our heart. Be a shepherd. And let the church hear your voice in the church. And may your voice be calm, gentle, bring words of comfort. Don't let the sheep become anxious. And if you see yourself simply as one of the sheep here, and I know it's been hard, can I say to you, don't scatter. Don't become restless. Don't be worried. Don't be in panic. More than ever, this is when you need to stay close to one another. And you need to stay close to Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd. And as you look for someone to come amongst you, 
lead pastor. Can I just say to you, my two cents worth for whatever is worth. I believe you need a shepherd. Someone who will provide food and water. Someone who will guard your heart. Protect your soul. A great verse I've carried with me for a long time about David. Who in the Old Testament sense is the shepherd. Says in Psalm 78 about David. David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands he led them. Character and competence. David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands he led them. So Paul gathered the elders, the leaders of the church in Ephesus together. And he knelt down among them and he prayed. You might consider yourself here to be a shepherd in some formal sense. You have a role as a leader, a deacon. You're on the leadership team, the council, you lead a fellowship. You might consider yourself here at this church to be a shepherd in what I call kind of an informal way. You just meet with people. You try to care for them. You meet them during the week for coffee. Tim Hortons, Starbucks, whatever it is. doesn't matter. Whatever category you're in this morning, just come on alongside people. Can I help you to see that you're a shepherd? And I'd like to invite you in a minute to do what Paul does as he says goodbye. He gathers them together and he kneels amongst them and then he prays for them. I'm not into embarrassing people. You know that. But I'm really willing to take the risks that the scripture outlines. So if you're a shepherd this morning in a moment, I'd like to invite you to stand. You know who you are. I've given you some categories. And if you'd like this morning, I'm going to come down as I've done some Sunday mornings down here at the front pew, and I'd like to kneel and pray for you, leaders, shepherds, and the church. And if you would want to come and kneel with me this morning, as Paul did at the dock in Ephesus, you're invited to do that. And if that's not your comfort zone and you can't get there, then that's okay. I'm not trying to force you to do anything. You can just stand where you are. So can I do that? I'd like to pray for you. And if you're one of these shepherds this morning on council, leadership team, deacon, Sunday school teacher, whatever, I'd like to invite you to stand. Worship team leader, don't be shy. Come on, don't be shy. And it says that Paul prayed for them. And I'm going to do that. And if you want to come and kneel with me as we pray for the church, you're welcome to. And if you're okay where you are, then I'm okay with that too. Got it? It's up to you. And church, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for those who are the leaders and the shepherds amongst you. That you will hear their voice, the voice of God. Okay? I'm going to pray. You're welcome to do that too. Let's pray as a church. And so, Father, Paul said, and now I commit you to God, to the word of His grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. God, I thank you for this church, my time here. 
I have laughed with some of these people. And that's been good. Sometimes I've cried over this church because of some of its struggles. That's been okay. Father, I pray this morning that these people who stand and kneel with me would see themselves as shepherds. And may the church hear their voice, the voice of God. Father, would you send them a shepherd who would love them and care for them? Show them where there's good fresh water and good food in your word. Shepherds who would guard them. Thank you for that. Holy Spirit, would you come and be the living breath of God to each one of us this morning? We pray in your most holy name. Amen. And brothers and sisters, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. A little while ago, one of our Sunday services, this song, this was a new song to me. One of the new songs I've learned here. And I just was so touched by it. Last morning, we sing it.